the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now it's cold outside. Good morning, everyone. The Saturday show, January 13th, 2024. Peter Boyle's on the air everywhere in the 710K and U.S. Weather Center weather. As Bob Dylan said, you don't know, you don't need to be a, a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. And that's where the weathermen came from. Uh, it says flurries and very cold. Three degrees is all we get. 12 degrees tonight. Two on Sunday, 10 below tomorrow night, zero on Monday, 15 below Monday night. That's where the weather factor, remember the the weathermen from SDS, when Bob Dylan said, you don't need to be a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. And uh, Mark Rudd and those people picked up that line, and they then became the weathermen. I'm going to talk today in open lines, and there'll be a ton of open lines, on morality. Does morality count in political uh, and candidates and office holders, military leaders, CEOs of corporations, media personnel, and becoming now, it's like, well, morality doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. In the meantime, Jimmy has stayed. Uh, there's been this interesting rhino watch, and then Jimmy retorted with his column. And I think there's more players. I'm going to I turn your light on here for you. I think there's more players involved in this than perhaps meets the eye. What, where did this all begin? And I and I think it's really you know you said you don't feel a feud here, but uh, it doesn't. It isn't. Uh, it, it's good for media people to do this. It's cleansing. But sure. But go ahead. So what happened? Well, so really the the timeline was just last weekend. And we spent some time talking about this a little bit with uh, Rhino Watch, the self-declared masked arbiters. They, they haven't used the terminology, but it's who they are, um, of who is or is not a true Republican. And so last Saturday we talked about it because I noticed this post from Prodigy Consulting Group, the firm of, of Weston Imer, saying, look, we didn't really do much with this. Want to distance uh, ourselves from it. And, okay, I thought that was notable. I made the point and said, look, these guys need to reveal who they are because they're consistently just attacking Republicans. That's the nature of this. And they're not Bruce Wayne um, disguising himself as Batman, the vigilante hero. Uh, and then a couple days later, I ended up saying, you know what, I'm going to do a post about this. I did the same thing. I did the post um, kind of saying, articulating what I said on the on my show last Saturday and a little bit on yours. And then on uh, Thursday more early morning, I sent in my column that I prepared for the Denver Gazette, Meet Colorado's New Republican Establishment. And lo and behold, yesterday morning, I wake up to the email of shout out to Jimmy Sangenberger at the time, mm. same time as my column is up in the Denver Gazette. And uh, they do their thing. And then we have some fun with it this morning on the on the radio with their nickname and with, uh, you know, Mel Brooks and his brilliant inquisition song from uh history of the world part one so i mean there you go that's that's the timeline so how does it end i mean i have no interest in doing much more on this but uh you know we'll see what happens it really depends on how the republican party in colorado decides to direct their future that's really what it comes down to is there a republican party in this state Uh, well absolutely 
but you know, the extent to which it actually has any yeah. impact or meaning uh, is very infinitesimal. I mean, we can look at what happens in the legislature and they're able to ram things in like that. But here's the thing. If you are down for the count, how are you going to be yeah. able to get yourself back up in a fighting position if you're going to constantly be engaging in a circular firing squad and just attacking your own and saying, oh, they're this or that uh, uh, terminology? The What's the ants, the ants' war or the ants' rage or the dog's bark and the caravan passes by, which mm-hmm. is, comes from a lot of those you know, wonderful lines from Middle Eastern thought, but... Um, the dogs bark, mm-hmm. but the caravan passes by. Yeah. And what I'm watching is the dogs barking, and the caravan is passing by. Mm-hmm. I've watched the State of the Union. I've watched things that are being said and done now now at Colfax and Broadway, where I see, and I'm, I'm not a Republican, but I see the Republican Party as dogs fighting, mm-hmm. and yet their caravan passes by. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. I mean, I like to see people... At least pull this together. And uh, we were talking about Dave Williams before the break, and we were talking about these different people. Uh, The Boberts now are back in the eye of the storm. And it leads me into this morality question. I have listened now uh, to enough talk radio in this time off, and I get to do some weekend stuff. But either the lack of morals or that morality doesn't matter. And and does, does moral standing work? I mean... Morality, the the, um, the the keynote now, when we used to talk about moral people, we no longer care about morality, or do we care about morality? It depends on the context. Absolutely. In politics, I don't think so anymore. Um, I mean, I remember in 2016, there were some things that Republicans, including myself, dismissed about Trump's personal behavior in yep, the past, indeed. where we said, you look at him versus Hillary Clinton, you look at the stakes that are in play, including the Supreme Court, and you have no choice but to vote for him. I remember a month before the Republican National Committee, or convention rather, when you had a number of folks from Colorado who now champion Trump who wanted to dump Trump then, a month out. before that yeah. happened... Yeah. I endorse Trump, and I said we need to vote for him because of these stakes, even though um, you know we have a lot of misgivings about him. But then there's the question now in the primary of how far that has really gone. I mean, last weekend, you played the disturbing audio of this a video that was posted that Trump retweeted or shared on, on Truth Social or whatever it was that he shared that basically painted him as a messianic figure. And you have to look at the evangelical conservatives and ask, okay, is that actually okay in your book, something that you're going to dismiss enough where you want him to be your party's nominee? And I think we've crossed the Rubicon where at this point for a lot of people, some of these moral questions are irrelevant because the bigger picture idea in their mind is – well, defeat Democrats ostensibly and then purge out the the rhinos as well. Does that frighten you? It concerns me. I think that's the better word to say that it concerns me that that there's a dismissal of some of these uh, issues just outright. And that's like, don't even consider them. Looking the other way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what happens on the left. 
The Democrats are, are very good about that and then falling in line with their team. It's very rare that you have a rebuke like we saw finally happen at the beginning of the legislature of Speaker Julie McCluskey dealing with uh, Elizabeth Epps and her antics on the floor of the House during the special session last year. That's very rare among but Democrats. Epps, I, tr- I truly believe, seeks that. Oh, sure. They they want that. Mm-hmm. She, she and Tim Hernandez and, and a couple others mm-hmm. in the legislature, if Tim, uh, if Tay Anderson hadn't left, uh, the race and happened to get elected, um, then you would have another one who, these are just activists and they don't check their activism at the door and recognize that they're supposed to be legislators now. They, they seek victimhood. They yes. seek martyrdom. And when the establishment, and it's interesting to think of the Democratic Party as the establishment, when they turn on them and, and actually toss them out, they seek that. They want that. That gives them, they, historians oftentimes call it waving the bloody shirt. And, and there are some Republicans who, quite frankly, I think just want to keep losing because they'd rather have a boogeywoman of Jenna Griswold in office than, than have her removed from office because she provides an opportunity to get people's emotions going when she is a hyperpartisan hack nobody's actually delved in to her like i did during the this cycle of of 2020 and her reelection or 2022 and her reelection bid and and i think that that was what was missing was any cogent arguments that actually would have staying power against jenna griswold because they wanted to say oh she's a purveyor of an election stolen election conspiracy and she she isn't and she wasn't but that's okay you don't need good friends but you do need good enemies Mm -hmm. and And you need to approach those enemies strategically use the right attacks not the baseless ones straw dogs yeah you watch this is going to get good and unless the um well not that the republican party can pull it together but they seem to be on such bizarre ends of the same stick uh, that this guy and or that guy. So they're, it's almost kamikaze approaches. They're doomed to, to lose. And it's sad because the Democrats are taking over more and more and more. And now these things about what you can eat, what you can drive, where you can go. And it's, it, it bounces off some very scary, scary stuff. And um, we, will, we will watch it happen because as the dogs bark, the caravan passes by. You know, it is. This is a media environment that oh. should be a goldmine for talk radio and certainly God. for journalism and articles if you approach it right. Because of the antics that are going on uh, among the Democrats and what they do, and folks on the on the right, and especially uh, some Republicans, and especially. When you don't have watchdogs in most of the media who are willing to hold the Democrats who are in charge accountable. Jimmy Sangerberger, Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS, Saturday morning, January 13th, 2024. And it's cold outside, 3 degrees. And then tomorrow, twelve actually 12 degrees, to, 12 below tonight. And 2 degrees Sunday and Monday back to uh, 0 degrees. I, the topic that I want to pursue and I've spent my week reading was on morality. And uh, morality in in politics, but I wrote down in political candidates and office holders and military leaders, CEOs of corporations, uh, media person personnel, uh, is or does the perspective uh, from Clinton to Trump. If you think about that, those seem to be the, and we can go back in time and talk about you know former 
you know, great people, great leaders. But one of the things that we did not know, and I had this discussion with a good friend, we we collectively, and I'm old enough to know, did not know much about the private life of Jack Kennedy. Uh, FDR, uh, his wife was clearly in a lesbian relationship. FDR's uh, girlfriend was in either right sitting next to him or in the house when he had a, a cerebral, he, he had a stroke, and FDR died, and they got her out of the house. Andrew Jackson fought over comments made about his wife. Um, Dwight Eisenhower, there's always been there, the woman's name was Kay Summersby, was his was his um, chauffeur chauffeur in uh, in Europe. Allegedly, George Marshall writes a letter and says, hey, knock it off. Um, Ike, I think, was probably a a good married guy. We'll see. Uh, Richard Nixon, I don't think, ever messed around on Pat. Jack Kennedy's a whole other story. Lyndon Johnson's a whole other story. You know, one thing that, as I think about history and these major figures and former presidents that you're talking about is back then – it might have been, you know, you had these rumors, people in the know, but average Americans didn't know. You didn't we have did the not. kind of, no, uh, you didn't have the kind of media environment no. that we do today, where now social media is really putting your question to the test, Absolutely. Peter, which is, does morality matter when electing no. politicians? Because count? now they're not able to keep it hidden no, like they, they used to be able. You to. know, the the uh, the media, which or the media, the, they were newspaper men. They traveled with FDR and. FDR's getaway was a place called Warm Springs, where he would his polio and he could swim and and he built um, a, a place there for himself and as well for kids that are suffering. But they would sit on the uh, the trains would pull onto the train. They had uh, tracks on the side that are just track sides, and though nothing moves through, and they would put their cars there, and they would stay on board, and they would drink whiskey and play poker and. Um, have uh, while FDR they knew where FDR was going, but they didn't follow him there. Uh, Jack Kennedy, we it was the, the these were the media guys who had come through the same cauldron of the Second World War, and they shared that with Jack Kennedy. And yet Jack Kennedy was capable of doing almost everything. Lyndon Johnson, there's no question about Lyndon Johnson. Um, I think I think Hubert Humphrey. His wife's name is Muriel. I think that was a good marriage. Uh, Nixon and Pat Nixon, I, I think, I don't think Nixon was that kind of a, Nixon and morality is a whole other question, but Nixon and his wife. Harry Truman had a great line, never trust a man who cheats on his wife. And Harry Truman, he said that. My he, grandfather has said that you know, many a time. Never trust a man who cheats on his wife. Well, how many of these people we're talking about? have cheated on their wives. Mm. Donald Trump, there's no question he cheats on his wife or has cheated in the past. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, I mean, that was that was the real example where you finally had a media infrastructure yeah. that could bring to light something that otherwise would have been hidden back in the past. Look at the new documents from Epstein. How many is 51 times, I think it said, Bill Clinton was on the airplane? Mm-hmm. 51 times. Now, the extent to which you can draw concrete conclusions, but when you have 51... Oof. That raises uh, even more questions about so, the guy. Does morality three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one? Let's get the party started um, from Clinton till Trump, and I think that's the time frame. I think Jim's right. I think that prior to that, um, 
I, I think that Herbert Walker Bush was loyal to his wife. I think George W. Bush was loyal to his wife. I'm not Herbert, – Herbert Walker is a separate guy, but I'm no fan of George Bush's. In fact, I think he's perhaps the worst president of my lifetime, if not in the first two. So we look at these guys. And does morality count? And same thing is true with the military leaders. Talked about George Patton, uh, CEOs of corporations. How do you look at Reagan and Nancy? I loved her very much. He was who he was in Hollywood. But when he met Nancy, that was a great marriage. Yeah. Nancy and... and, That uh, really showed. Yeah. She she called him Ronnie. And uh, there's there's never been scandal in that marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, he was who he was prior to that, and she was who she was prior to that. But when they met... They were like this. They, they were, were like, you can't see absolutely. folks listening can't see my fingers yeah. interlocked, but yes. But they really were. They yeah. were they were really, really uh, a, a great couple. Mm-hmm. I think Gerald and Betty Ford were a great couple. Yeah. He was able to overlook so many different things and she went on to help so many different people. I, I you know, and yet they can be failures. Um, Jimmy Carter would not be considered a great American president. But he loved his wife. And and the question to me is not just does morality matter, but it's also when is it that you're willing to accept immoral behavior? What are the stakes? So you look at Bill Clinton. He was uh, impeached but not convicted and removed. And that was largely because the American people were like, we don't really care so much about this because he was, in their minds, a pretty good president on the policy issues and the impacts there for a lot of republicans who are looking at trump they say well we want a fighter we want this and that so we're willing to forgive all of the immoral behavior another level there but remember bill clinton was convicted because he lied to the grand jury so he lost his law license Mm. that's what happened to him so uh, true and true and and i i personally believe he raped juanita broderick i personally believe those things um there's no and, and that's I've interviewed her several times, mm-hmm. talked to her. There's there's no question he did that, or at least in my mind. And um, there's always been that moment that we'll take a break and come back and start taking calls. But um, he he had a, a he went he went to Europe on a scholarship that's they're um, they're they're so difficult to get. And uh, he took that and he went and he came home. No one comes home from those scholarships. Mm-hmm. And he was at Oxford, and there's a lot of people that believe that he had gone after a, a, a barmaid, as they say, in a pub in Oxford, and they sent him home. And because no one gives up those scholarships, and he did. And he, went, he told people he wanted to go, to go to law school, so he quit and came back. <laughs> no one quits and comes back. I mean, it's just unheard of, but he did. Mm. So, you know, the um, the perspective of this is, does morality count? People are loading up the phones already. So how you wrap up this thing with Rhino Watch? You're just going to, that's it. You go with the flow, Peter. You know how it is. I mean, that's just the, Rolling with the, flow. the way that it goes. And um, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if anything more comes of it. But I will just say this. That I hope that the Republican Party folks will actually get it into the picture in their minds. And I know a lot of Republicans that already do that you 
can't be just targeting Republicans and going after them. You need to focus your fire, your rhetorical fire and all of that on the Democrats in this state. Because you're, it's not like you have, you can have some internecine warfare if you have a major, uh, majority of your own, you're really in control, but that's not the case nope. here. And you can also see that in the U.S. House of Representatives, where there's now talk of getting rid of another Speaker of the House because of, and I wish I'd gotten into this during the show, because of, uh, disagreements over this budget bill. And that's a more complicated issue, but it's like you, you can't govern. And if you're down and out, you should be focused on trying to recover. Yet that's not what's happening. And if people do not respect, and that's another part of that. Yeah. If they don't respect you, you can't go from there. We'll get them next weekend, too. Thanks, Jimmy. All right, brother. All right, everybody. Uh, our phone number, 303-696-1971. We got, a, we got one line open. Set for the winner. Well, if not, you're learning this morning, right? You need to check out Arvada. And again, these are the Army Navy surplus stores. I love the place, and they've been serving customers in Old Town, Arvada since 1984. A vast collection of ski, insulated work gloves and hats and winter hats and boots and a collection of Carhartt jackets, heavyweight sweatshirts, rugged pants, unbeatable. They have the premier hiking and work socks. And whether you're a seasoned winter enthusiast or a beginner looking for some fun, exactly what you need at Arvada Army Navy Surplus. Stephen and the staff up there, the they are really knowledgeable. They're the guys. Uh, Kenny and I went up there on our motorcycles right before the weather broke, and it was like, man, assist you in finding all the gear you need for your next winter outdoor adventures. The store has so many cool things to check out. You never want to leave once you step foot. Bring the kids, grandkids, historical military gear. Your kids and grandkids have fun. Learn something. It is a, it's a labyrinth of cool stuff. Stop by. See them. Old Town Arvada. Check them out. Arvadasurplus.com. Arvadasurplus.com. It is Arvadasurplus.com. And it's cold outside. Good morning, everyone. On a Saturday, the 13th of January, 710 KNUS One Line is open it is morality we're talking about this morning. And again, I uh, have changed now. We have a 10 o'clock start. And normally we have Dr. McWhorter, my daughter, on in this hour. But McWhorter Chiropractic Neurological Rehabilitation, we'll have Doc on next week. If you're struggling to recover from concussion or TBI, and you're not seeing results from traditional Western medical approach. And if it's you, I highly recommend calling Dr. McWhorter CNR as an alternative option for treatments, 90% success rate in the last eight years, we've become friends. Dr. McWhorter and the multifaceted team provide outstanding approaches to helping patients restore their brain ability, function, retain, regain the quality of life once lost. Chiropractic, neuropathic, mental health therapies. Dr. McWhorter is a one-stop shop for spinal and brain injury, First treatment discounts of 20 to 30% off. Package deals are going now. And if neurofeedback is a treatment you're interested in for mental health and cognitive performance, they do brain mapping. That's amazing. 50% off as well. I recommend McWhorter, CNR, and they've helped me personally. Call today. Schedule your appointment. Start the journey of restoring brain and body performance. Open in Centennial, 720 Again, we'll start the number 720-717-4748, 720-717-4748.
4748-720-717-4748-online-mcwhortercnr.com. One other addendum to our open lines. These strikes, the United States is striking Houthi targets, and now the Turks have joined in. This is a tripwire. This is a dangerous situation. And we'll go to the phones talking about morality. We start with Jack. Jack, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, morning, Pete. You did a good job on Billy Blythe, even though the Epstein list still continues to this day. Oh, man. So in his case, morality does not matter. On Truman, you got the point across, but you you misquoted it. What Harry said was never go in business with a man who cheats on his wife. Mm -hmm. You remember that. Okay. Okay, let me go to another one. What is considered one of the most brilliant jurists this country ever had was Learned Hand. I'm sure you've heard of him. Sure. Okay, well, he's in Southern District in Foley Square, Manhattan, and I spent a lot of time there. And I know people, actually, I know people who clerked for him. But anyway, he, he and his brother, his cousin, rather, August. But anyway, they were considered the brightest legal minds that this country ever produced, pretty much. Okay, he lived in Albany. He, he sat on the bench in, in Manhattan, obviously, which is, you know, three hours away. He go he go home one weekend a month, but when he went home, he had to let his wife know he was Cohen, so his wife could tell his her, sure. her, her living girlfriend sure. to, to vacate the, the premises sure. for, for the sure. weekend. Sure. And, and it, the guy was a, so it didn't apply to him whatsoever. But okay? can, let me stop for a second. Um, yeah. If if everybody's in agreement, like FDR, I don't know if he knew about Hitchcock or not. I doubt. Well, I would suspect he did. Uh, and I don't know if she knew about Lucy Mercer, but I suspect she had caught him once before. Um, the, the Roosevelts, to me, are really an interesting relationship. Eleanor had a what we today we would call a lesbian relationship, and FDR had his multiple relationships, albeit in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, people used to say that the Clintons was not a marriage; it was a business relationship. I think so. Yeah, I do. You know, I do as well. Um, but 51 times, look, I think the number I read was 51 flights on Epstein's plane. Yes. I mean, you're, you responded like I responded. Yes. So does morality count? Okay, let me answer that. When Bush Sr. said, read my lips, they held his feet to the fire on that. So in his case, uh, he was immoral by, by going back on his word. But with, with, with all of the uh, Clinton uh, things, it doesn't count. So it de- the answer to your question is it depends on who you are. Richard Nixon resigns 49 years ago when his party would not stick by him. Um, mor- was that an issue of morality with Nixon? They didn't. He, was, he had a lot of people that didn't like him, Dick Nixon. That's really what got him. You know, but he had done what he had done. He had won. I mean, it was one of the great wins of a presidential run when he beat George McGovern. So he must have had, you know, some some support internally. You're right. I mean, Nixon was not a likable character. Well, he he had two enemies lists, as you well know. No, yeah, that's what I mentioned. That number one of them was was Edward Bennett Williams, who was the most powerful attorney in the D.C. area at the time. Kay Graham. He had a list of people. Yeah, the Post. Yeah, yeah, but but what? I think Nixon's problem is he didn't manage his uh, the people around him 
uh, intelligently. I think that was really his Well, problem. that was his claim. The boys got off the leash, but yeah. that's, that's difficult because a lot of the new, there's a lot of new um, investigative work into what happened in Watergate. And did he know? No. Did he know that they were going to go break into Watergate? No. No. But did he know that there was a plumber's unit? Yes. But after he left, Edward Bennett Williams, who was yeah. on the top of his enemies list, yeah. became his best friend. you know that? No, and the same thing with... Um, Monica Crowley. Yes. I mean, they all... They, and it's true oftentimes, I think, with old enemies become friends as old men or old women. That's I, right. I do believe that's true. So come back full circle. I love your calls. I always love your calls. Well, not always. No, well, <laughs> most of the time. Even, even when I don't, I do like them. Does morality count in political candidates, office holders, military leaders, CEOs of corporations, and media personnel? No, it depends on who you are. It's, I, I mean, it, it, you can't, it, it's in the mind of the beholder, you know. It should count, obviously. When did, but, it, when did it quit counting, or has it never counted? Well, okay, probably when things became so highly pol- pol- politicized. Mm. People didn't think in those terms back when you and I were young. I, we didn't I know. Wanna, we didn't I don't want to hog too much of your oh, time, oh. but I grew up about three blocks away from Sarah Lawrence College oh, wow. in Bronxville, New York, okay? Right. And I remember McCarthy, because I'm older than you. And I remember in the neighborhood. And, of course, at that time, the students were all female. But the professors in Sarah Lawrence College were singled out by McCarthy as being all pure communists, oh, which they were. Absolutely. And you'd say, well, why does it matter? It's a woman's college, and women didn't actually rise to any points of position back then. But you know what? You've got to believe in the hand that rocks the cradle. But McCarthy, you know, remember Joe McCarthy put nobody in jail. That's right. He never, he never, I mean, I'm back rereading McCarthy-era politics because I think it's happening again. But It should. I'm not sure. I am. We well, need another Joe McCarthy. Right now, no. we need to clean out the communists in this country. Right now, we need to do it. Pete. But there's no, there's no, McCarthy believed that these guys, and, and to some degree, we were, uh, I had a big conversation. We were talking about Whitaker Chambers and what had happened. Yeah. And uh, that was Nixon's great coup, was proving that, in fact, that uh, the guy really was a communist. And yeah. Whitaker Chambers played out and all of that stuff. Remember the Punkin papers and sure. everything that went with that? You know, you're a really bright man. I, I, I run with this. But what did Joe McCarthy really accomplish? Well, he was trying to pump up his own position in what, mm. Wisconsin, was it? Yeah. But, but here's the thing about McCarthy. The guy who, who, who made his bones off of McCarthy was fresh out of law school was Bobby Kennedy. He was, a, he was a witch hunter. Yes, but, yes. But he hunted witches... Roy Cohen, and and they they hunted witches for Joe, and then 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 he finds he, he they they go in different directions. I'm not a fan of Bobby Kennedy by any stretch of the imagination. Nobody with a brain is. Yeah, but but Bobby Kennedy goes his way. Roy Cohen goes his way. Remember the guy? There was a guy, David Shine, and Shine was the beginning of the end of McCarthy as well because. Uh, clearly, Cohen and Shine were lovers, and they were, you know, trying to. And, and Joe McCarthy, it's hard to believe an Irish alcoholic was, you know, involved in this. But he, you know, he dated one of Jack Kennedy or one of um, Jack Kennedy's sisters. Really? Oh man, no. Joe Joe Kennedy loved 
Joe McCarthy. He dated. See, that's why I talk to you. I, I, I learn a lot. From no, you but here. he dated one of them, and um, and he, they were all on board with him. Nixon was on board with him. The Kennedys were on board with him. But well, he becomes a he becomes a major, major, major disappointment, and is censured from the Senate. Well, Bobby Kennedy killed his brother by being the attack dog and not knowing absolutely. that he had, stay, he had to stay away from the mafia. Yeah, yeah, I could have told him that. Absolutely. absolutely. And that's, that's, that's what caused his brother's death. What do you, Jack, what, do you, what did you do or what do you do? What do you mean, what do I do? For a real, for a job, for the J-O-B. Oh, I, I've owned a bunch of construction companies. I spent half my life in courtrooms. So that's the reason why I know law so well, because I'm always fighting. And, you know, right now I don't have a single lawsuit it's part of my life not to have at least two of them. Okay. <laughs> let, let me let you run, man. I got right, my dogs are going crazy. Love you, brother. Thank All you. Right. All right, we go one more. We go to Pete. Got a break coming Saturday morning. Hey, Pete, you're on a radio show. Good morning. It's cold outside. Hey, good morning, Pete. Great subject. Thank um, you. Here's the deal with morality. I think it's too hard to define anymore. Um, you can okay. you can define your own personal morality. When you have political morality, I think. We just uh, confuse the situation even further. Um, my my own morality is this: is um, I consider myself uh, a conservative constitutionalist, twinge of uh, libertarianism, um, and I have struggled with a guy like Donald Trump. Uh, do I like him? No, I don't. Um, but when I look at what kind of president he was for the average Joe in this country, it's pretty hard for me to dismiss. Um, what I think his success was. I think he's a guy that has fought for the the regular American. His policies were great. Um, Not good. They were great Uh, for the most part. I I don't like how he handled COVID, Um, but I've also never seen a deck stacked so much against one individual American um, than that. Um, When you talk about morality in the political um, theater here, you got to remove your own personal morality, I think, um, because it's it's a different standard that we have. I was never a big Jack Kennedy fan growing up, but the more I read about him, the more research you do about Jack Kennedy, you realize, um, and I'm not, not a huge fan of him, but you realize how much the deck was also stacked against him during the Bay of Pigs, during the uh, not, not, Cuban Missile Crisis. Not really. I mean, um, again, those are things I geek out on. He backs out on on pigs. He doesn't. But Pete, Pete he had he had the military industrial complex well, telling listen, him I, I don't we argue. should hit Russia with a preemptive strike. No, not, that was in the that was during the crisis, the, the missile crisis when yeah when and it was Curtis LeMay and others who said, "Let's go now. Let's go get them now." And um, there's always and that, what we're talking about is nuclear war at that point. Oh, that's thermonuclear. I mean, they called it Scorpion War. They and it was this notion, again, you're obligated to listen to the man in the room who says no. And according to Halberstan, this moment comes where this Marine colonel does this, not PowerPoint, but the flips on the easel. And it's a wonderful, brilliant, chilling story. But they're all in, the, they're all in there. And it's, it's, you know, it's Maxwell Taylor. It's Walt Rostow. It's the, you know, George McBundy. They're all in the room. And he has this easel, and there's a there, and he starts it up, and he's being briefed. Kennedys are, I mean, they're all there, and the uh, the first brief is uh, the first page is a is a dot, 
and it was uh, Havana. And then he flips over. No, no, it's the other way around. He he has a map of um, of the United States of America. And then he flips over the next transparency, and this island of Cuba stretches from like New York City to Gary, Indiana. People don't realize how big Cuba is, and they're looking at him. And then he flips the third one, and it's a black dot. And everybody pauses in the room and said, "What's that?" And the colonel said, "That's Tarawa." Um, you know, to put everybody into effect before you just start a landing. He said, that, that's, that's Tarawa. And according to Halberstam, it starts to change Jack Kennedy's mind. But he backs away. I mean, and I think that's the beginning of what leads to his, to his assassination. But uh, Jack Kennedy, would you call Jack Kennedy a moral man? Not at all. But I, I think he had a a morality to him to stand up to the military industrial complex. Well, he's going to break, he's going to break the, he's going to break the CIA according to a lot of his. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think he was also in the process of, of trying to take a step backwards in Vietnam. Um, that's, there's certainly, was, there's was, certainly that. Yeah. He was disdained by the military, his military Agreed. leadership. Agreed. Um, and, and I, I really do believe that he's the one that, that took a step back and probably prevented a a nuclear war. Um, what was you it? know, it was his that meeting between uh, Gromyko, I think, and his brother, and they were backdooring the relationship. And and then, but again, the um, the truth of the matter is, is Jack Kennedy comes out on the short end of the stick, uh, and uh, we were told as kids. I mean, I, we were you can imagine Irish Catholics, but um, he. And, and when you weigh, weigh and measure the outcome of um, the Cuban Missile Crisis, the United States took the short end of the stick. The Khrushchev, and it ends Khrushchev's career, too, but Khrushchev well, is, you, is actually the winner. People don't realize that, that when Kennedy was killed, Khrushchev really mourned that. Oh, absolutely. Because he believed he, believed he could work with yes, he could. Kennedy. Yeah, they met. Um, he, he believed he, he wanted the same thing that Kennedy wanted was a detente, a, a, a pause, yes. a, a restructuring of the Cold War or an end to it. And for whatever reason, the powers that be in this country didn't want that. I, I believe uh, that just, I'm watching. Let me sidebar you. These uh, United States strikes on the Houthi targets. Uh, that's the war machine. Uh, the Houthis have vowed to retaliate. And um, United States is airstriking. They said 30 Houthi strikes. I brought this in this morning to talk sideways about it. But you know how dangerous that is? What? They've learned nothing from they learned nothing from George Bush. They've learned nothing from whom? They've learned nothing, period. Now the United but, States is spreading out this war. And my question to you is why? Why? Because we're perceived as weak. I don't believe, again, I'm not a Trump fan. But I don't believe that any of this, I don't believe Russia, Ukraine, I don't believe Chinese, uh, what the Chinese are doing now would have happened under Trump. And that's the, I think this, that's the, what, the, the war in the Middle East. I mean, we got all these different separate things to look at. But what's taking place now uh, and, well, the, and these fresh U.S. airstrikes, I'm telling you, this is the most dangerous, ridiculous, stupid thing in a world of ridiculous, stupid things. Well, how about trying to expand 
uh, NATO at this time and period. That what you talk want to talk about stupidity. Well, you remember when NATO is the opposite side of what the old, you know, when 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 the Warsaw Pact is. Absolutely. But, but but Pete, what if what if the Russians said, "Listen, we are gonna we're gonna have a military base in Mexico." We would be almost at war. Of course, that's what I we agree did with to you. The Russians. I've, I, that's I, exactly I, what I, we t- did to the Russians. I, I've said that we, on the air. I've said it on the air. We are this, the ones that blew up the Kiev Accord. This, we this, did that. This, the Americans did. This is the Cuban Missile Crisis in reverse. I, I agreed. Our yeah, foreign I've policy. Yeah. Our foreign policy, with with the exception of I think Reagan and Trump, over the last forty years has been horrible. Great. Mistake after mistake. Agreed. Agreed. You take care. Great. Good call, Great man. Subject. Thank you. All right. Morality. All right. Ski season is in full swing. I uh, I got my ski days in, and I got a cold out of it. Show you, Boils. Ski season is in full swing. I skied in Winter Park, and there's snow getting on. They got two feet of snow now. And you know what it means? It means, and I got new ski goggles. It's time to visit Larson Ski and Sport and get all your new gear for the season and get ready to go out and have fun. Take it from me, when you need any ski or snowboard gear, go to Larson Ski and Sport. If you're a renter and you want to find some snowboarders, I, I have to read this. It's mandatory. And every week I go, why would you do this? But anyhow, you bring in your skis, they'll give you a board. So whatever you need, they make it work. Warm clothes, side cuts, rockers, cross country, new, new, new snowboards. Larson's, the guys at Larson's, Paul and, and, and Jack, uh, John, John's son, Jack Marriott, just become a good kid, man. He's a good friend. Larson's is so convenient. Stop on the way up the hill or stop on the way home. The big wooden building south of I-70 on Kipling. John Marriott and the guys at Larson's. Paul, those guys are experts. They've been there. Shop today. Tell them I sent you seven days a week going up the hill or down the hill. Larson Ski and Sports south of I-70 on Kipling. So you're westbound on I-70. Kipling exit, come down the ramp, make a left, go underneath I-70, come out the other side, see the Crab Shack right next to the Crab Shack. It's on the west side. A big wooden building, that is Larson Ski and Sports, seven days a week, L-A-R-S-O-N, sport.com. Rent for your kids and grandkids. They are Larson Sport. They're there for you. Welcome to a Saturday, everybody. Uh, there's one line open, 303-696-1971. And it's cold outside. Flurries and 3 degrees will be the high. Minus 12 tonight. 2 degrees on Sunday. 10 below tomorrow night. And 0 on Monday. 15 below Monday night. Good morning. We're talking about morality. I've been thinking about this. And, you know, I, I get a whole week to plan a show. And with that also comes another term called ethics. But do these things count anymore? And if they did, then when do they or when they did not? It's political candidates, office holders, military leaders, CEOs of corporations, and media personnel, very much a part of it. And also, sidebar, the United States now striking these Houthi targets. This is insanity. Um, The law offices of Danny Kaplis, and we'll go to the phones. Dan's my guy, and we text messaged early this week. Believed to be the only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. All of his partners, these young men and women coming out of DA's offices, guys been on the job with Danny. The largest truck crash jury verdicts in Colorado history. The firm's history of seven and eight figure settlements. Good people, all walks of life. 
without regard to the ability to pay, the highest level representation you can get. He's my guy. We went through some stuff with my family a few years back. I've talked about what a job the man does, how kind he was. Dan Kaplan's Law believes talks cheap, experience counts, results indeed matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and court settlements. And Danny believes, and who you hire says much about you, speaks volumes. The firm believes in core values between the foundation of historic success, faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication. Call Danny, 303 770 5551, 770 5551, or hit caplaslaw.com, C A P L I S. He's my friend. He's there, you. Good morning, Peter. Hey, man. Um, you know, thinking about what you're saying, I think ethics and politics, I have to say that um, from my own experience, I think that that does play a role. Because what happens if you don't have that line there, then things you can also move the line of what's uh, acceptable and what's not acceptable and what's illegal and what's not illegal in your mind. And I think those things, you can move them. As a result, of give, that, give me know. an give me an example of that. Well, you know, um, I would say, you know, from a, the political point of view, you know, I would say JFK is a great example of that. You know what he did to his wife concerning all these affairs, mm-hmm. I think, may have allowed him to uh, do things that were maybe not so legal. We're finding out more. I think he he knew that the mob was helping him in his election. You know, uh, I'm never I'm like never sure I'm never sure that he end. knew. Just a second. His his uh, his father certainly knew, and his father was involved in it. Did he himself personally know? I, there's there's some indications that, for instance, a woman named Judith Exter Campbell claims mm-hmm. she passed money and information between Sam Giancana and Jack Kennedy, which would then tell you for sure. And plus his relationship with Marilyn Monroe, who was also involved with the mob, would tell you for sure. Mm-hmm. So your high degree of probability, you're right. I just think when you, you know, if you lay with dogs, you get fleas, as the old saying goes. Well, you're right. And I, in that situation, what happened, I mean, there's a, a very strong problem probability either the CIA or the mob was involved with or both That's a great example or, or, what, or both what happens with you when you deal with these undercurrent people and I think that's uh, you know we're seeing that and seeing that now in our current administration I think we don't know who's pulling the triggers with Biden obviously he's not he's not capable of doing it but that whoever is is bringing us closer to a, a situation where we can. I, I've never felt more fearful of our what's going on in the world is now. Um, if we think that uh, Iran, we can strike I, I, Iran, and it is not going to impact what goes on with Russia, we are. I, I can't imagine that they don't know this, and yet we're doing these things with impunity. Yeah. It scares the hell out of me. I have it a should. friend in the military, and, and and it's really, it is really concerning well, the, the, that was, our government is doing what it's doing. Yeah, I had two choices for topics, and one is running neck, neck and neck with the other. But mm-hmm. when we read yesterday about the U.S. attacking the Houthis, and it's an Israeli-Hamas war, 
and they are surrogates of the Iranians. And again, I've come up with you know Barbara Tuckman, the great historian, who talked about trip wire wars. Exactly. And exactly. and I keep thinking to myself, what has Joe Biden and or, as you point out, whomever, what have they learned from George W. Bush and Dick Cheney? What have they learned from any of this insanity? And the answer is they've learned nothing. And so the uh, the war continues. Well, no, they've learned that you can do things, you can lie to the public and get away with well, it. I don't know about lying. George... That, that, that well may be, but that doesn't change anything. Uh, was I forget the historian who or the uh, philosopher who said uh, little boys kill frogs in sport, but frogs die in earnest. Uh, when they're, we're starting to get young men and women hurt over there, and have they learned nothing from Bush in Afghanistan or nothing from Bush in Iraq or nothing from anybody who gets involved, Soviet Union, anybody that gets involved, mm-hmm. these are quagmires. And the Palestinian death toll continues to run up. And have you noticed the cameras are now off of Gaza? There has been no... I know. It, it doesn't, doesn't that strike you as strange? I, I think that those war, those people that, you know, unfortunately, you know, I understand that we, there is a situation in Israel concerning Gaza and the PLO. But, you know, learning, understanding more, I, I have this conversation with my daughter, more of what, you know, how this all was tripwired in there and setting Oof. up these, you know, these uh, conclaves of, uh, I mean, they are, and in essence, you cannot dispute these people are stuck in a absolutely a position absolutely. A, a position where they have no power of their own, no. and to recognize that but, what you know. Uh, but the Gaza, the better example right now, if I could sidebar you, the Houthis, and they're attacking ships in the Red Sea. And these people are, I mean, and so now in the United States, and you ask yourself, mm-hmm. why? Why is the United States Navy? now locked into a fight with the Houthis who have nothing to do with you or me. Nothing I to do agree. with us. I agree. I oh, agree. Man. It's, I'm it's on the wire. that we're doing that. We're doing this. But it's that's... Very, it's very concerning. It's the war machine, I think, at its best. Again, back to Jack Kennedy. Appreciate the call. What a thank you. What a great hour, first callers. Thank you. We continue second hour. Now we're on to 1 o'clock. It's a Saturday morning, 13 of January 2024. It's cold outside, 3 degrees does morality, and I think I should have tied ethics into this, into political candidates, office holders, military leaders, CEOs of corporations, look at Elon Musk, read about, read, read that Musk book, media personnel, look at what happened at Fox News with all of that stuff with Roger Ailes and everything that went on, Bill O'Reilly. Does that stuff count? Does it have any meaning whatsoever? 303-696-1971. Lou Gonzalez has the con. You ready, Lou? Let's pull the pin. We'll come back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.